The Bible Study Podcast, episode 572. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We get back mostly, except for this first story here today, to Kings, which is interesting because that's the book we're in, and we'll get a little less of Elisha, although we'll still see a major portion that he's playing. Second Kings chapter 8, the first section is the Shunammites' land restored. And before we go to this, remember a few weeks back when we talked about the Shunammite woman who hosted Elisha, started with just having him over for dinner and then put a place on her roof, the little booth where he could stay when he was in town. And then she in return had a son because God showed her favor because of the presence of Elisha. Her son died. He brought her back to life, all the usual stuff. Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to appeal to the king for her house and land. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of of the man of God, and had said, Tell me about all the great things Elisha has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and land. Gehazi said, This is the woman, my lord the king, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land, and from the day she left the country until now. The interesting thing about this is we get the woman comes back after a few chapters away. We haven't seen her, but she's apparently still in Elisha's life. She's taking his advice, obviously. She knows to listen to this man. And Gehazi, the servant who got leprosy when it was taken away from Naaman, is back in this story, but he's not with Elisha. He's with the king at this point. Now, I'm assuming this is the king of Israel because that is where Elisha is doing his ministry. And remember, God is not pleased with Israel still because of that sin of the first king of Israel who decided that if he worshiped the one true God, then people would go back to worship in Jerusalem and he would lose his kingdom. And every king since then has committed this same thing. Any of them could have said, no, we are Israel, we are God's people, and we'll go back and worship with the one true God. And in fact, we'll let you go back to Jerusalem. But each of them has chosen power over righteousness. And that's probably why we just had this seven-year famine, because the reason why Elisha is here in the first place, the reason why all the prophets in this time period, is the prophets are sent to Israel to tell them to come back to God. But Gehazi is telling this story about all that Elisha has done. And it's interesting that the king is listening, that the king has asked the question, because you feel like there is some openness here. And right at the right time, she walks in and says, you know, I'm looking to get my land back. Well, that is a perfect, perfect timing. And she does, of course, get her land back. Continues, Hazel murders Ben-Hadad. Elisha went to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, was ill. When the king was told, the man of God has come all the way up here, he said to Hazael, 
Take a gift with you and go to meet the man of God. Consult the Lord through him. Ask him, will I recover from this illness? Hazael went to meet Elisha, taking with him as a gift 40 camels load of all the finest wares of Damascus. He went in and stood before him and said, Your son Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, has sent me to ask, Will I recover from this illness? Elisha answered, Go and say to him, You will certainly recover. Nevertheless, the Lord has revealed to me that he will in fact die. He stared at him with a fixed gaze until... Hazael was embarrassed. Then the man of God began to weep. Why is my Lord weeping? asked Hazael. Because I know the harm you will do to the Israelites, he answered. You will set fire to their fortified palaces, kill their young men with the sword, dash their little children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. Hazael said, How could your servant, a mere dog, accomplish such a feat? The Lord has shown me that you will become king of Aram, answered Elisha. Then Hazael left Elisha and returned to his master. When Ben-Hadad asked, What did Elisha say to you? Hazael replied, He told me that you would certainly recover. But the next day he took a thick cloth, soaked it in water, and spread it over the king's face so that he died. Then Hazael succeeded him as king. It's an interesting story here because Hazael is sent to find out if the king will recover and he learns the king will die and that he will become king. And because he learns that, he murders the king. Feels like one of those time loop movies here. What was the cause and what was the effect? Was he going to do it anyway? And we also know that he's going to do bad things to Israel, enough so that it causes Elisha to weep. So why is it that God reveals to him that he will become king? Well, it might be that he is sent to punish Israel again for their unfaithfulness, and that's what some of what's going on. Again, think of the seven-year famine. We aren't told that that's why that happened, but that's what's going on during this time period. There was the drought, again, remember, during the time of Elisha, and that was the cause. So it is this interesting thing, but we have now have a new king in Aram, and he's going to be trouble. Put a pin in that. And then we continue on, and we're back to Judah, and we haven't been back to Judah for some time now. Jehoram, king of Judah, in the fifth year of Jehoram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, when Jehoshaphat was king of Judah, Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, began his reign as king of Judah. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. He followed the ways of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, for he married a daughter of Ahab. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, for the sake of his servant David, the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah. He had promised to maintain a lamp for David and his descendants forever. In the time of Jehoram, Edom rebelled against Judah and set up its own king. So Jehoram went to Zaire with all his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he rose up and broke through by night. His army, however, fled back home. To this day, Edom has been in rebellion against Judah. Libnah revolted at the same time. As for the other events of Jehoram's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Jehoram rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. And Ahaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. So Jehoram, not a good king. His father was a good king, was faithful to God, Jehoshaphat. But he has married one of the daughters of Ahab. Remember that evil king, Ahab and Jezebel. And he follows her into serving other gods. And we don't get a lot of details about that, but 
it's such a common story at this point in Kings, they don't have to give us a lot of details. They just say, think of Ahab, that's what he's like. And the only story we get here is during his time, Edom finally does rebel against Judah. And so the power of Judah is reduced during that time period. And then he dies, and that's all we get about this particular king. And then one more king, his son, Ahaziah, king of Judah. In the twelfth year of Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother's name was Athaliah, a granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He followed the ways of the house of Ahab and did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done, for he was related by marriage to Ahab's family. Ahaziah went from Joram, son of Ahab, to war against Hazael, king of Aram at Ramoth-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Joram, so King Joram returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds the Arameans had inflicted on him at Ramoth in his battle with Hazael, king of Aram. Then Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to Jezreel to see Joram, son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. So one more king, one more bad king for Judah. Again, Judah will have a series of kings, some good, some bad. This is another one who is infected by the belief of the family of Ahab. It does give you some reason to understand why the Bible does talk about be careful who you marry. I would also say that implies be careful who you date, be careful who you hang around with. People who we hang around with have influence over us, even if we're a king, which you're probably not, but more so for those of us who are not kings, that we become like our friends. We become like our spouse or the person that we're dating. And so think carefully before you get into those relationships. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.